Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Blog Talk Radio. without white folks and be able to raise the question what is it that we're going to do independent of white people it is very very hard for us to envision a world without white people but we cannot create our own agenda until and unless we can define an agenda that can envision a world in which they don't exist now we have to wake up and come back to the reality of them but certainly when we talk about a future, we have to talk about a future from our point of view and our historical understanding of reality. Kabargani, Yimhotep, Hetepu, Indamanesh, Indamana, Nangadef, Majwo, Salbona, Anisogoma, Peace, War, Pan-African Greetings family, this is your host, Kamal Makisi Tahuti, and you've entered Africa's reascension. <clears throat> we shall start off our show as usual with an apai, a libation, which deliberately calls upon the energies of our African gods, our African spirit forces, and the forces of those yet born to guide bless this effort. Ago, ago, ago. Odumakuma and Yame and Yamewa, Treaty upon Mawulisa, Olorun, Amera, Bejensa, Asasia, Insa, Abasum, Insa, Abasum Po, Insa, Nana Sergibi, Insa, Nana Esiketua, Insa, Nana Dada Insa. Nanatsinkofa and Samanfu Abasur Fowl, and Sir Abasum Abasur Fowl, and Sir Yeshremo Yansa, Yeshremo Ahoden, Yeshremo and Chera, Yeshremo Sikapa, Yeshremo and Kwasu, Yeshremo and Kwasu Abasur Fowl, <coughs> Yea, and Kwasu. As to you, Odomakuman and Yame and Yamewa, Treaty of Bone, Mawulisa, Amira, Olorun, use me in this form to transmit clear African centered theoretical and practical and practical information 
so those listening can use it for their own transformation back into the sovereign Africans that we once were. May I speak directly to their soon soon, their spirit, their ori, their spiritual head, and their ab, the heart, which for Kemet was the seat of intelligence. The heart being the seat of intelligence, not the brain. And may these words awaken the long, dormant, and asleep African inside of them. Madasi Pa, Madasi Bio, Mo Piafo, Mo Nekasa, Madasi Nanano, Yo Madasi Nanano. The Apai, a libation, is an ancient practice that is still done to this nanosecond in all rural traditional areas throughout the continent. Past, present, and future become one. As those of tomorrow look upon what we are doing now, enjoying strength from, and doing the rituals of yesterday. So again, welcome everyone. Africa's Reascension, Kamal Mukasey Tahuti. <clears throat> we have a great show lined up and in store for everyone. Um, today we'll be going into Saban Trune, Righteous character a lar- the largest segment within the Inyame and Sheshe paradigm um, the largest segment within Inyame's order it is the area that deals with directly um, personal individual character and by doing these 24 things hopefully Having most of those 24 <laughs> being done personally, um, said individual will be exhibiting righteous character. Um, <clears throat> what makes African-centered thought, living and practice, any different from the Moors, the Hebrew Israelites, the... the Christians, the Muslims, the space Muslims, the space Christians, all that sort of stuff. One, it's supposed to be we have more correct and accurate information. Two, we are dealing exactly and deliberately with the tradition and histories of our ancestors and elders. But third, we are supposed to be different people. We're supposed to be the ones that say that we know that we've been taken from our continent and our home, and we are the ones who know that the best way to reawaken the glory of Africa is to reawaken it within ourselves first and then move forward based on that information and that um, life. Style. Um, the bad thing is, however, is that a lot of folks, unfortunately, who claim, who claim specifically the African-centered um, mantle, are still operating behavior-wise from a European behavior standard. 
we're good in in reassessing the history and looking at history differently and we're, we're sort of good at, at at being able to analyze and dissect politics and geopolitical ramifications and and religious and spiritual differentiations and all that sort of stuff but what's supposed to separate us from the other competing wrong ideologies is the behavior. When you go into a place that's African-centered, when you deal with a person that says that they are African-centered, you're supposed to feel something different when you're around them. And um, if you don't, then maybe they were just having a bad day or, or maybe said individual still has some of that personality and behavioral things to still work out. Um, I'll be the first to beat everyone else to say that Kamal McCasey Dehudi is not perfect <laughs> and and I am working on these 24 that we'll be going through myself. Um, some of them I feel that I have down well and others I don't have down period <laughs> and, and am working on so I just want to put that out publicly first because when it gets to the behavioral change and the behavior aspect, here, here, here's a command theory. Folks don't want to, folks will say, you can't tell me nothing because you're not perfect. You can't tell me nothing because you are not perfect. The flaw in that logic is if you are only waiting for someone perfect to tell you something to change your behavior, you will never find another perfect person, and therefore you won't get you don't you then don't change your behavior. Do you get that? You can't tell me nothing because you aren't perfect, but there are no perfect human beings. So, therefore, nobody can tell you anything. So, therefore, the flawed behavior still stays flawed. And so, I would counter that by saying, um, first of all, don't say that. <laughs> if, if, if someone is coming to you who you trust and, 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 and who you respect, which are giving you some personality pointers, listen to them. Take it under advisement. If you, and you should, especially if you call yourself African-centered, have a Jingili and a Fori Muka for English, a shrine set up, take it to the ancestors. Such and such told, said this about me. I hadn't noticed this particular aspect of my personality. Um, but is, is is this legitimate? Is this something I need to work on? Or was the person that said it just tripping? But we all always have to be assessing our character. And 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 as, as Sister Ia stated it stated in the chat room, we're striving for perfection. And as Baba Wade and others have let us know, this African centered thing is not a destination. It is a process. We will always be on the road to becoming. You are striving to be more better all the time, as, again, as Baba Wade would say. But 
Um, you, you you can't say, hey, I'm African-centered now. I don't need to change nothing. I'm perfect. Nah, no, no, no. Especially us on this human plane, we have to strive for perfection. We are always in a state of becoming. Um, being in the belly of the beast, we have to live with contradictions. There are some things that we would love to do that <laughs> being in this environment, just by being in this environment, we can't do them or can't fully do them the way that we would like to. Um, but it's been my experience, and, and other people have shared as well, that if you are genuinely trying and genuinely striving to be the best African that you can be on all different levels every day, the ancestors and the um, Egungun and the Orisha and the Abbasun um, re will reward that, appreciate that. Um, they know that there's a small number of us who have heard the calling to go against the reality of our enemy and 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 live a different reality. And we've probably even been chosen long before we were here, or maybe we chose it for ourselves back in the spirit world, to be in the belly of the beast, to do the hardest struggle, to be African in a specifically and deliberately non-African environment. You got to have, you know, your armor on tight because <laughs> they stuff is coming at you more than 24-7-365 if you know what to look for. It's always, it's always present. It's always there. So to call yourself African-centered and then to walk that walk and talk that talk, on 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 a fairly decent level, you 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 have to um, be cut from a slightly different cloth, or at least are putting your particular life in a certain way that it that 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 you're pursuing other goals, other objectives, and other agendas. And so, here at Africa's Reascension, we hope to be a um, stalwart of that, um, giving you all types of information to help bring that about. Um, the main, main struggle is behavioral transformation. Behavioral transformation. We were once Africans, <laughs> and we are still Africans, but the consciousness of that has been clouded and covered and shrouded in your Caucasoid lies and misreality. First step is acknowledgement of that. Second step is learning what the African way is. And then the third step to that is then doing it and being it and walking it. And so, again, to tie it back together, this is part three of our Standards of Being African lecture series coming from the magnificent book, The Sankofa Movement, Reafricanization and Reality of War, we are going through slowly and deliberately, so you get this. They're in Yame and Sheshe paradigm. In Yame is one of our terms for the creative essence of the universe. Sheshe is order. So in Yame is order. And we will be going through um, Saban Trine, 
which is a Yoruba term for righteous character. So, so I got a little bit ahead of myself, but I was moved to go ahead and say that right then. But let me go back and do a few more bits of housekeeping. Check out our YouTube page, Africa's Reascension Channel, A-F-R-I-K-A-S-R-E-A-S-C-E-N-T-I-O-N, Africa's Reascension, the same way it's spelled here. Type that into the YouTube search channel, and my page, the channel should come up. You'll have visual clip segments of some of our archives here. Um as well as favorites, say, from YouTube and some uploads from my own personal archives and more are coming. So you you get to hear and see my Marimba Ani, Dr. Amos Wilson, Dr. John Hendrick Clark, and others. So check it out on my YouTube channel, Africa's Reascension. If you like a copy of my book, How to Make a Negro Christian, go to Negro Christian, N-E-G-R-O, C H R I S T I A N dot webs W E B S dot com. Go there, you buy my book sixteen ninety five plus shipping and handling, and on the page there are fifteen other books listed that you get to pick for free. So you get two books for the price of one. Um again that's Negro Christian dot webs dot com. Some other good blog talk shows. Pan-Africanism, Pan-Africanism or Parish by Taj Malik. Um, I want to say those are usually on on Thursdays, and they are, but just go check it out because um, he did a show on Saturday, or was that Friday? Friday or Saturday, which was a tribute to um, Baba Kwame Nkrumah, who who would be whose birthday is um Sunday, Tuesday, on Wednesday, the twenty first, September twenty first. And that was a good part one and he, he he seems like he's scheduled to do a part two. Another good reason to listen to that particular show, of course, just Pan Africanism or Parish Period, but that particular show, I called in, we're good friends. And so there was a very good exchange that we did on there. And um, I think that exchange will be good for, especially for young Pan-Africanists to listen to. Also for folks who are still in debate mode to listen to, because you got to hear two people with major respect for each other disagree, but the disagreement not go into what, a lot of disagreements on on 90% of these blog talk shows um, devolve into yelling, screaming, cussing out each other, threatening to kill each other, all that sort of stuff. All of that didn't happen. And, and so I think it would be good tutelage on how to, how to speak to someone who, who you may disagree on a point and still have the conversation be civil. And, and you know, it may be a piece of the fact that, again, we, we know each other and we're good friends. Um, but, again, we don't agree on every single point. And maybe we were just saying the same things from two different angles and we didn't see I don't know. But 
Pan-Africanism or Perish, Taj Malik. The last show that he did was a tribute to um, Kwame Nkrumah. And and the last hour, hour and a half, um, he and I are, are having a very fruitful discussion on freedom, what freedom is. Should you plan first and then get free? Do you just go ahead and get free and then create the plan? Is it a fusion of both? And if it is, you know, which one should take priority? Or is it an even 50-50 split? All of that. We, we were discussing that. And so you want to check that out. But then he also has some magnificent archives. Um, another great show that, that he shared that's getting a lot of good hits and a lot of good attention is he did a show on how to detect agents, um, informants, and agent provocateurs within your organization, what to do about it, and stuff like that. And so that's been getting good hits. And I think um, all of us, who are who are in organizations or striving to create organizations need to listen to that show. Excuse me. Take good notes and implement some of the strategies and things that he laid out. Pan Africanism or Perish by Taj Malik, usually on Thursday nights, but go in there and check it out and um make sure to follow it so then if he does a show that's not on a Thursday, you can still be a part of his great show. Queenie Fama, the Truth Terrorist, Sundays at 7, right before this one. Um, again, Queen Ifama, I-F-A-M-A, the Truth Terrorist, Sundays at 7. And then the um, lovely lady who was in and is in the chat room as we speak, she has a good show, Ia Ajua, Wahimi Masu, Cultural Rebirth Connections. Iya Ajua, I-Y-A, and then A-D-J-U-A, Wahimi Masu, Cultural Rebirth Connections. For folks who want to get an African-centered perspective from the sister side, that's pretty much just as raw and uncut and <laughs> and uncompromising as we are here at Africa's Reascension. You want to check her out. She also has um, a great webpage to set up that, 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 that's got Africa, the best of Africa, all over it. Um, the thought form is in line and in check, and so you definitely want to check her blog talk show out as well as um, her webpage, Ia Ajua Wehemi Misu. Cultural Rebirth Connections. Usually on Wednesdays, I think for all the time, but again, just go check her page and if she has a different time change, um, you know, make sure to follow the show so then you can keep up with any time changes that may um, take place. Um, before the break, just to let you know um, of a new book that will be coming out, um, October 1st, Melissa Asante will be um, finally publishing some of his memoirs. Um, the title is As I Run Towards Africa. I just like that title. That's, <laughs> that's a good title. But um, for those who want to know um, how Melissa Asante became Melissa Asante, um, his background, how he grew up, um, 
I guess some of the the trepidations he <laughs> ran into in in attempting to and then successfully creating the first African centered um department within a Caucasoid university um in the United States and everything in between. You wanna check that out. Um uh, October 1st is when the book is due At least that's what Amazon is saying um, I'm, I'll am i be waiting to get that book definitely And, and hopefully you will too um, As I Run Towards Africa By Melissa Santa. And so yeah, as a quick update um, Sister E.I. has put her some of her information in the chat room. So I guess that's saying she starts somewhere between um, 4 or 4.30, and then she put her um, website in here, wehemimasu.com, W-E-H-E-M-Y-M-E-S-U.com. Um, for folks who may not know, Wehemimasu is a um, comedic term, which which stands for repetition of the birth. And if we just had to use one word for it, it would be renaissance. And and um, the, the term was popularized by by uh, master teacher, grand elder, uh, Baba Jacob Carruthers, Jedi Shimsu Jehuti. And so she's letting you know what she's about right in her show page, Africa's Rebirth, Africa's um, Renaissance, dare I say, Africa's reascension. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so you want to check that out. Ia Ajwa Wahimi Masu Culture Rebirth Connections Wednesdays with a start time somewhere between four four thirty something like that. Ah, okay. All right, so what we're going to do now, because we got a lot of territory to cover, we'll play a clip and then some music and then get right into it. I want you to try and tell us everything that happened. Anything you can remember. I just want to tell the truth. The truth. The truth. There's your truth, my truth, and the truth. People say one thing and do another. We call them hypocrites. This is Queenie Fama, the truth terror. And that's what I look for. I look for the truth. Join me on Sundays on Blog Talk Radio at 6 p.m. That's Blog Talk Radio at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash queen hyphen ifama. I look forward to seeing you 6 p.m. on Sundays. Come join me. Let's get down to the butt naked truth. Hotep, everybody. I just want to tell the truth. The truth. The truth. We should.
should always begin with the African worldview, with the African asili, as it were, the asili, the cultural seed, the essence of the culture. Because that is our grounding. That is our frame of reference. And without an understanding of the African worldview, we really cannot um, critique European thought and European behavior effectively. We need that foundation that comes from outside of the European worldview. We cannot critique European thought and behavior functioning within their framework. We have to come outside of it. And for us, what comes from our nature um, is our understanding of the world, the way in which we relate to the world, and the seed from which our culture develops. And we have to understand our damage if we are to rectify it. And this notion of, 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 of the ma'afa, the, 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 the death and destruction beyond human comprehension and convention is only understandable when you realize that the way the question what do we do with these Africans was answered is that you deny the validity of their humanity. See, that's the answer. The Ma'afa was about the denial of the validation of the humanity of African people. And once I deny your being a valid human being, I can do anything to you because you're no longer human. I can do anything to you. So during the lynching, I can, I can, I can cut out a black woman's body, her baby, while she's being lynched. She's already being lynched, head over fire flames, being tortured and destroyed, and I will proceed to simply cut open her belly, and as that beautiful black baby falls to the ground, I take my foot and stomp its head. That's beyond human comprehension and convention, but it only happens when you have made the psychological shift to say, these things are not human beings. And when we walk to the store, when I, I get my degree, I got my gold card. I got, got doctor on my gold card. I'm so, I'm so proud of myself. You know, don't, don't have my, my first name is doctor on my gold card. When I go to the store to use my gold card and someone looks right through me and waits on the white person behind me, right. that's my offering. That's destruction. That's the damage of my entirety as a spirit and as a human being. We have to look at these things not as some atrocious, vulgar act of violence, right. but as the more subtle, subliminal violence that erodes our sense of integrity as a human being. We're back, Africa's Reascension. I did, uh, the, the, the first was um, a promo for Queenie Fama. She said six. She was thinking her Milwaukee time in, in Eastern Standard Time, that would be seven. And then I played the other two clips, one from Mama Rimba and the other the last one from Baba Wade, to help recenter us in the discussion that we're about to have. Uh, Mama Rimba, if you're a regular listener, you've heard that before because I think it's just key and critical. And again, there's there's oh man, there's just we're stuck, y'all. <laughs> we are stuck. We're stuck in 
still just wanting to know the correct history. We're stuck and still just wanting to get political education. Not too many people are talking about this behavioral piece. Not 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 too many people. When people quote folks, they quoting the historians and a little bit of Amos Wilson. They don't really quote Amos because he was talking about behavioral change and transformation as well. But when these folks be quoting folks, they quote a lot of the historians and they quote some, the, the 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 lone individuals who are out there who did good stuff. But in going through these, some of these blog talk shows, names that I don't hear quoted often, for probably deliberately, <laughs> is Mama Rimba, Kobe Cambon, Dowdy Zebo, Azebo, um, 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 Tawede, Cheryl Grills, um, the the the, the psychologist. The folks who are, or the Sakushetias, the folks who are attempting to awaken and illuminate that, that African essence that's inside. The, the occultos that I'll be reading from tonight. We're not hearing those folks mentioned on these blog talk shows. Um, part of it is they, folks just need to update their computer, <laughs> their, their mental computer, and expand on who they're reading and getting their African-based information from. And some of it, I say, is just deliberate. Roll call, that's right. Some of it is just deliberate because it goes back to what I said when we, when we started to talk. You can't tell me nothing because you're not perfect. The behavioral transformation piece is basically non-existent. Even just changing the mind, like within, with even within African-centered reality, there's a small disconnect between the psychologist and the behaviorist. The only African-centered behaviorist that I know was one of my personal teachers in doing this, Baba Baye Kesbame Ra, who, who got his degree in, in behavioral science. And luckily, now, I, his wife was a psychologist. So I got the best of both worlds. I got African-centered mental change and transformation information, but I also got African-centered behavioral change and, 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 and information. And I think one reason why folks like Baba Baruti so much is because he's a social scientist. And so he, again, is sort of dealing with and attempting to tap into changing the behavior. Um, I think folks may sleep on his behavioral change message and jump on his his right and righteous critique of homosexuality within the black community and, and some of his other stuff. But I think they miss that by heart, He's a he, he he's he's a social scientist. So he's looking at the behavior. He prescribes ways of changing and transforming the behavior in his books. And and I think folks miss that. Folks will run to quote homosexuality and feminization of African men, but they don't run and quote um Asafo. And we'll see when he drops his new one 
Warriors character, which I cannot wait to get my hands on. Uh, we'll see how many folks are quoting from that one. But anyway, we got a lot of information to cover here. Um, let me go ahead and get some of this good information from the chat into the live record here. Um, Sister EA is um, co-signing in a good way about the show. Um, we, def we definitely need exposure to these African standards. Again, this Anyame and Sheshe, Anyame and Sheshe paradigm, Anyame's order is what, that's what they call it, the people who created it. I, when I first All right, looks like I got disconnected there for a minute. Skype was tripping, but I'm back. So, yeah, we're reading stuff into the chat. Um, so we definitely need, okay, yeah, that's what I was talking about. So, yeah, so don't get confused. This is Kamal's label. <laughs> Standards would be an African, but I, I w I'm pretty sure they would not disagree with me <laughs> in, in, in that label. So Nyame and Sheshe's paradigm, um, Nyame's order, or as I call it, standards of being African. So she's co-signing in the positive, saying we definitely need these African standards. Uh, we're inundated with Euro standards and ways of being greedy, murderous, inhumane, and Urugu-like. 800% true. I will say it till I'm blue in the face or until the critical mass of us here me, the reality that we're in, especially in America, but any African person anywhere in the world that's in a land that is not being ran by African people, we are living in a different reality. And not only are we living in a different reality, we're living in a reality that is anti African in every way, shape, or form you can imagine. And that is at the seat of our problems. We want to change things and transform things without looking and dealing deliberately with that issue. We are in a different reality. We have been reshaped and transformed. Our consciousness has been reshaped and transformed into something outside of who we naturally, innately are supposed to be. So for any movement to work, we have to address that first. Getting back to who and what we were and are. Updating that for the present day and then moving forward. Attempting to say, well, European Caucasoids run stuff, so I'm going to just go along with it and, and, and it's all about me and just my family and, and forget everybody else. That, that, go, good, go ahead and say that and please say that publicly so we know not to waste our time with you and on you. 
Um, but as far as a, a tangible strategy to move forward, that's not the way to go. Um, we have to get back to who we were slash are mentally, spiritually, behaviorally, even in the belly of the beast. And then look at the problems and formulate solutions from that basis. Electoral politics within Caucasoid society is not a viable solution. Getting a black person as president, excuse me, getting a black-skinned person as president, but has no values or linkages to an a, 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 an ancient, traditional African way of thinking um, is being shown not to be in our interest, and we shouldn't have failed for that in the first place. I could go on and on with that, but trying to just read some of the chat info in here before we move on. Um, mention that comment. It's a process towards being worthy recipient. No, I wasn't thinking that long. The call dropped again. I thought Skype would give better connection than than the phone line. But I did order a um, headset for my new phone, so it should be here next week. And I can try doing it over the phone, see if that will be any better. But, um, so, yes, yeah, so, reading more of the stuff into the chat. Oh, the question. Um, are we being the best ancestors that we can be? And when I thought of it, I was like, okay, maybe that was a typo. Did they make a mistake? And they were like, no. Are you living what it meant was, are you living your life now so that you can become an ancestor when you do pass? Because I've, as I've said on shows past, you don't when you when you make your transition, you don't automatically become an ancestor. There's a process to ancestorship and ancestorhood. And if you go to um, YouTube and type in Fu Kiao, F U space K I A U, he did a a, a beautiful nine part lecture series on. Um, the process of becoming an ancestor. And so are we living our that's what that question meant. Are you being the best ancestor now that you can be? Are you living your life now so that you will become an ancestor and so then and so that you will be able to help um folks from the spirit world until you come back um three to seven generations down in your own lineage line. Um, yes, Yebo, Brother Fukiao. And so that's that's and then are we making ourselves and living lives so that we are attractive to and attracting our ancestors and the African deities? But that that's gonna get 
deeper than I want to go right now, but just reading some more of the stuff into the chat and sister um e i again shared her um her blog talking website information with hemimisu dot com w e h e m y m e s u dot com and yeah, that's about it as far as within the chat. Come on, keep scrolling. <laughs> Truly, this ish is worldwide against African people, yet we're still here standing strong. That's right. Um, it, it, it's it's a global anti-African campaign. I mean. No, I'm not going to get sidetracked. So, for folks who want to directly follow along with what we're doing right on the um, show page, if you're listening to to this on your computer, um, I have the link there, excuse me, the Google Doc link where um, all of these standards are laid out, and, and I don't know if you can save it and print it and all that. So if you want an actual copy of it, hit me up at um, Kamau301, K-A-M-A-U-301, at yahoo.com, and I'll send you a um, PDF of it so you can um, copy it and print it out and have it at your disposal. But um, for at least right now, um, just click the link in the Google's doc document should pop up and we're on page 19 section f saban trene righteous character and as you may be looking through all of them that one is the longest with in 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 means of how many principles that they have under it and by by being affiliated and dealing uh, with the people to put it together, that was not by accident. That that Saban Trunay, righteous character, is the longest piece within a proper order, a, 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 a creative force given order, that the individual must exhibit proper character so that other things can then be given by the ancestors and the spirit forces. So number one, under Saban Trine, let's go on and get started. It is the impassioned pursuit of truth and wisdom that leads to the realization of one's inkrabia, or nyame-given mission. And this pursuit facilitates the real development of the spirit. It is the impassioned pursuit of truth and wisdom that leads to the realization of one's and Yame's given mission. And this pursuit facilitates the real development of the spirit. So, number one, they didn't say cream rules everything around me. They didn't say get rich or die trying. They didn't say he who dies, she who dies with the most toys wins. They said, when looking at and making an assessment of ancient and traditional African wisdom that's at least 200 to 300,000 years old, 
one of the number one parts within an individual having Saban Trine, having righteous character, they must have an impassioned pursuit of truth and wisdom. That is what leads to one realizing their Inyame-given mission, and it is that that facilitates the real development of the spirit. All this other stuff that focuses on the material, I will not go as far as others and say that it, it, it don't focus on material. That would be stupid. You got a lot of folks that do say that, and when I listen to them, I think they're stupid. <laughs> no, we have to live and live within a material world. But how you do that, your culture dictates. Kemet survived for 4,000 years. They had arguably the most grandiose <laughs> um, cultural artifacts that the world has ever known. They still can't reduplicate building just those three pyramids. America and Japan, I think it might be on YouTube, I forget where I saw it. America and Japan in the 80s tried to come together with their with they money and their cranes and all this equipment to, to redo the pyramids. Those Bamas could only get barely to the second, the second level up from the base of the pyramid before the blocks were just too big and was breaking the cranes and they couldn't pick them up and stuff. So Kemet is an example of having material prosperity as well as being stalwarts of, of, of spiritual knowledge. So we have an example of being able to do both. We are living in a reality and being temporarily controlled by people who say F spirit. Because we can't see it, taste it, touch it, smell it, or hear it. But they're really saying F-spirit because we can't control it. And only, only, only focus on the material. That is someone else's way. That is not our way. Both can be done. Both have to be tempered. I will not... So so you don't want to do the extreme of just all material and don't focus on any spirit. And you don't want to just focus on all spiritual knowledge and spiritual being and let the material go. Because we were put, we chose to come to the physical plane for a particular reason, for a particular purpose. We were supposed to... Um, I don't want to use that word. We were supposed to rise to the challenges of the physical plane. We were not to attempt to escape them and 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 feel like they didn't they don't exist and just float all over the place into the ether like these damn black 
New Agers always talk about and that pisses me off to the highest of festivity. They don't want to deal with any of the challenges that's here on the physical realm. Black folks being murdered and beat down and raped and all that sort of stuff every day. They just want you to feel good about yourself and float off into the netherworld. That shit ain't going to get us free either. So so that extreme is no good. We were put, one of the reasons we were put here was to rise to the challenges and succeed on the physical plane using our spiritual knowledge. So, so, so don't vacillate on any of those extremes. We got to use them both. And Kemet was a great example of using them both. Number two under Sabine Trené. True wisdom does not cease to grow, and it cannot be taken away. It is dynamic and perpetual. Now, check out number three. Wisdom is the product of the total experiences of family and community, and it is enriched as it is applied to the betterment of that community. If you know a whole bunch of stuff and you just keep it for you and maybe your little itty-bitty family, then you're not fully doing what you know justice and the larger community, the larger African community is not benefiting from that information that you have. And so I would think that on some level that would be frowned upon <laughs> by the ancestors and, and by the spirits that we have blessed you with all of this wisdom. You were able to do what you need to do to get it, but now you're not sharing it. You're hoarding it. And it's the product of the total experiences of family and community. So you can't even fully get all the wisdom that you need just by you yourself and just with you and your family. You have to add the experiences of those in your African community in there to have the total definition of wisdom. When I think back to um, a great, a great um, African proverb, all wisdom is not held in one head. Um, and that 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 goes on along with the um story of Anansi, how he tried to steal wisdom and he took it in the basket <laughs> and i I don't remember the whole thing, but it it did then it fell and he didn't have it anymore, but it spread out to everyone else and then Odomakaman told him that you cannot just attempt to um hoard all of wisdom to yourself, you cannot. Um, know everything. Wisdom is to be shared with everyone, and everyone together, you know, has this wisdom. That's why they also say you can learn something from some anybody if if you're open enough to to hear either what they're saying or the deeper message of what they might not be saying. Very true. This is this is where we're having problems because many of us are disconnected. They need a Wahimi Masu and an African rebirth. Very true. 
We're not we're not connected to the 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 friendly spirits around us. We're not able we're not connected to our ancestors enough. And Caucasoids again, anti-African reality. Every time they talk about spirit spirits it's always in a negative connotation. And and I really would like to sit down one day and look through like a movie book that lists all the movies like maybe the past 10 years because I swear there has been an upshoot of movies dealing with negative, wayward, crazy-ass spirits and, and, a, and a crazy, maniacal spirit world that then gets the people who watch the movie to be like, I don't want to have nothing to do with spirits because the spirit going to get here and do this, this, that, X, Y, and Z to me like they did in the movie. Again, this is a caucus of reality. Of course, they got spirits pissed off at them for generations. Why? <laughs> because their reality totally excludes spirits and spirit-based information. Totally excludes it. The last bit of closeness they had was 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 burned out of them in their Salem witch burning trials. <laughs> when anyone that had any inkling, whether true or false, to the spirit world, um, they burned them at the stake. So of course, their movies will exhibit their character, their way of looking at reality. And for Caucasoids, spirits are a scary-ass thing. For us, we have not always had that type of relation and connection to the spirit world. Now, here's the bad news. It might be starting to get that way because Christianity, Judaism, Islam, and all this other anti-African BS is now having us turn away from and not listen to and not deal with our ancestors. And so, yeah, sometimes they may do certain things to get your attention. But since you're so disconnected, you may still not see, you still may not hear and feel that it's the ancestor trying to get your attention so you can deal with the obligations of dealing with them like all Africans are supposed to do with their ancestors. And so, again, I, I could go on and on about that. I really don't want to, but I'm just saying this to say that experiences of the family and the community together is the total product of wisdom. Number four, we exist and are defined in relationship to the collective, including family clan lineage that birthed us and to whom we owe our first duty, and to the community which provides opportunity for expansion and development. Our beginnings and our future are shaped in the sincerity of our connection and service to the collectives about us. If there's any black person that's saying they don't want to deal with community, they don't want to deal with organization, 
they just a loner and and I'm going to just defeat white supremacy by myself. I want to say run the other way. <laughs> but I would say, you know, first try to see if if there's some reaching them. Because true enough, there's a lot of screwed up organizations out there, and they may have been burned one, two, three, four, five times with organizational development. And so that makes them then just want to retreat into themselves. But this reality is an organized, systematized, entrenched reality that one person alone cannot and will not be able to defeat. You will have to either create organizations of African-centered individuals striving for familyhood or or an organization of African-centered families that will then create networks to be the larger community. And that and that will be that has a better opportunity of short circuiting and and throwing monkey wrenches into this anti-African cogsword reality. But one singular individual is not going to do it. And it cannot do it. And 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 there's a whole bunch of other reasons why folks just want to be individual and not get into organizations. They don't want to answer nobody. They don't want no responsibilities. They don't want to be called on their crazy behavior. A, a whole bunch of other stuff um, as well. Ego, ego plays a part into it that too. But um, we exist and are defined in relationship to the collective. And I don't know if I, I don't think I have the Amos Wilson quote, but he, above anyone else that I've heard speak on it, really broke down the whole craziness of thinking that we are individuals um, wholly and solely onto ourselves. Um, and no, I don't have that particular quote, but. Every every African philosophical thought that I've come across has this piece in there said different ways. We exist and are defined in relationship to the collective. Our family, which we owe our first allegiance to, and to the community, which provides opportunity for expansion and development. So again, that goes back to another common thread within Africa's reascension and to the community which provides opportunity for expansion and development. This masses, we're going to go out and get the masses and awake the masses and get a million people and all that sort of stuff. We're going about it wrong. No long-lasting organization has ever started out from jump with a million, two million, ten million people. All of them, A-L-L of them, have started with a small group of core, dedicated people who were unwavering. They did the work, and then it grew and grew and grew from there. And so how that ties in with number four is that your loyalty first has to go to that particular community or organization 
that's that's being set up for development and expansion of the African life that you're trying to create. It doesn't first go to the masses, some of who will be infiltrators, some of who just won't get it, some of who aren't supposed to get it in this lifetime, some of who hate Africa and hate all things about Africa. And so a lot of time and resources will be spent in the beginning when they don't need to be spent <laughs> debating and, and, and cleansing house and all that sort of stuff. You get your core set up, squared away, entrenched first. Added from the chat, number four is also a key element that we need. Okay, I guess we're back now. Wow. I don't like to think conspiratorially, but ha. <laughs> ah, thank thank y'all who are on the line who stuck around. Um uh, back good man. Yeah, are you on Skype too or are you having these issues? Cuz I notice every time I drop, you drop. <laughs> but um but yeah, we're going to move forward still. <clears throat> Number five, humility is the complement of knowledge and confidence. And this ties in with number six. The sun does not speak. It is mute in the awesome brilliance of its being as it awakens and sustains life. It does not boast. It does not need or heed our accolades and rhymes. It simply does as the sun does. There is strength in modesty. Humility is the garment of fortitude and substance. We must do and be as African men, as African women do and are. Quiet clear and engaged in an impassioned pursuit of truth, righteousness, and sovereignty. Now those two go hand in hand. Folks who are who want to jump in front of every microphone and every camera they can get a hold of they got to work on number five and number six. Folks who want to, who have to be right all the time, every single time, have to work on five and six. Folks who are, it's all about me, 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 I, 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 have to work on number five and number six. Humility is the complement of knowledge and confidence. A lot of folks, if you get too braggadocious and arrogant in what you know, people will stop listening to you just because they don't like how you are giving the knowledge back and how your um how your behavior is. 
And see, some folks can be right all day long, but no one will listen to you because no one wants to be around you because you're an arrogant twit. <laughs> Humility is the complement of knowledge and confidence. The sun does not speak. It is mute in its awesome brilliance. Excuse me. It is mute in the awesome brilliance of its being as it awakens, sustains life. The sun don't be like, hey, I'm here. I just gave you life. You can't see without me. Heed me. Worship me. And see, we, I, I could go into a whole other thing about the whole, <laughs> I am the way, the truth, and the light. Follow me and no one else. Forsake your mama and your daddy and everybody. Just follow me. But I won't get into that today. <laughs> um, it does not boast. It does not need or heed our accolades and rhymes. It simply does as the sun does. There is strength in modesty. Humility is the garment of fortitude and substance. We must do and be as African men, as African women do and are, quiet, clear, and engaged in an impassioned pursuit of truth, righteousness, and sovereignty. The Okoto family that, 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 that put these, this together, they could be on the lecture circuit. They could have 60 books under their belt. Now, I do, they, they, but they're busy doing and building so it's hard-pressed sometimes to get them to come speak at this, this, that, and the other because they are doing the work. There are folks I notice out in St. Louis who a lot of y'all haven't heard of because they're not on the lecture circuit. They're out doing the work. One reason that folks critiqued and and, and sort of put in the doghouse um, Professor Manu Ampim and his great book towards building towards building African community is because part of his critique was of the lecture model, which is folks go into a community, lecture for two hours, drained, a whole, drained X amount of resources from that particular community, and then leave. And so said community could have used that $1,000, $2,000, to help better some programs that they were doing instead of paying X Name speakers honorarium. Uh, that, that that that's that's a whole nother talk within itself. Um, but and now I'm not fully putting down the lecture model because you do need some folks who are spreading the word that they exist, spreading the word that this type of thought exists. But when I'm thinking about it's okay to do it, I'm thinking in the sense of Baba Rudy, how when he drops a new book, he then does his lecture tour to let folks know it exists and to spread word about it, while his wife is at home doing that doing the work, doing the other African-centered nation-building work. When he's not on the lecture tour, not on the lecture circuit, then he's back with his wife doing the work. So his whole calendar year, 
every single day isn't just filled with being out on the lecture circuit. Because, again, and I think I brought this up last week, a critique of the 60s leaders and them, again, being focused on the masses was that their families ended up being in disarray and fell the hell away to the point, yeah, it was last week because I quoted the book Children of the Movement where I talked about how all of the leaders, children that were interviewed in that book, Children of the Movement, are not following in their mother's or father's footsteps um, for for various reasons. But one of the definite reasons is because they weren't home most of the time. We know that about Brother Malcolm. We know that about Brother um, Kwame Ture. Even King. The, 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 this lecture circuit model really has to be looked at, and I think Barbara Rudy has a better handle has a better handle on how to do it. You do small amount of lecturing, and you you have a partner with you who's doing the work at home because they have a homeschool um, network. It was just for their children, but now they've got some other folks in the. Um, larger Atlanta African centered area that now comes and goes to their home school. So she so 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 um Mama Baruti is is dealing with that aspect while he's out doing the lectures tour. And all of the monies that 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 are made from the book sales and all that then are funneled back into their homeschooling efforts. And when he's not out doing the the the, the book tour, lecture circuit and all that sort of stuff, they're doing the work, um, and that's just one project. He's got <laughs> quite a few projects going on in Atlanta. But when I think of how you can make it work, the Baruti model, as I'll call it, that that's what I think of. That's how I think it can work. But again, you got to have, but then you got to have um, a good partner there with you that that will you know, pick up the slack when the other partner is gone. And, um, yeah, lectures are empty without action, even if the action of the, even if it's the action of the speaker versus the audience, because then the speaker is waiting, is walking his or her talk. Um, the work became individual versus collective, right? Yeah, yeah. Take the family with you or make sure one parent is with the family at all times. Sister Ia is adding in some ways that if you're going to do the lecture model, tweak it. And, 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 and she's sharing ways to make it a viable, um, to make it viable. Because the way it had been done in the past um, did, didn't work, just period. Um, Garvey got a few kids And Kruma got a few kids Don't hear nothing really from them um, Kwame Ture got some kids We know Malcolm got some kids I mean And, and we see where <laughs> um, Well no that's King has some kids You see what I'm saying that None of these kids followed in the, Followed the, the line They 
there there's reasons for that and part of it is we left home too too much There you go. That's what's up. Even when I go to lecture cultural events, I make sure home is tight. That's right. Number seven, moderation is constructive and facilitates order. Excess, including psycho-emotional addictions, promiscuity, stimulant, hallucinogenic, depressant, Drug, sexual aberrancy, gadgetry, consumerism, kata wakata, African word for etc., are agents of chaos and confusion. Moderation is constructive and facilitates order. So no one's telling you stop having sex, but don't have, <laughs> don't do it so much that it stops you from doing everything else. Um, gadgetry we 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 get caught up in the i whatever iphone ipad i touch and we forget to touch <laughs> we forget human interaction direct human interaction uh we get dealing with the computer all the time and the internet and we forget to actually go outside and talk to people and touch people and be in nature. Um, consumerism, you got to buy stuff, but I've heard, and I'm going to pick on the sisters for a minute, I've heard too many sisters say, I'm going through some stuff, so I got to go shopping to calm my nerves. All of that must be done in moderation. Moderation is constructive and facilitates order. Excess are agents of chaos and confusion. Number eight, greed is the impulsive desire to appropriate and consume more than that which is needed or equitable in terms of the, of the collective need. Greed arises from a narrow and selfish concern with self and a disconnection or incomplete bond with the collective, spouse, family, or community. Greed and arrogance have been the cancers that have eroded the strength and integrity of African families and civilizations from within. One key lesson is that Africa's downfall started internally with us first. It started internally with us first. I really look at a with a, with a fine tooth comb with a microscope, I should say, when folks say it's human nature to do this, 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 and that. Because there are some things that are human nature, and there are some things that are European nature that have been propelled to make it seem like it's universal behavior. While I do think that greed is a human failing, everybody at all times 
have had some aspect of being greedy. I would say that definitely this society, this culture, this reality rewards it the most. I would say that Africa, ancient and traditional, had more checks and balances in place to attempt to curb um, people or entities that wanted to be greedy. It did happen. You you will read stories and hear things about this individual, this king, this queen that had all this, this, and that, and this, this, and that. But you don't hear story after story after story after person after person after person. They, they seem to be, and again, like we said earlier, all wisdom doesn't fit in one person's head. So I don't have all of the stories. But from my read of history, African history, as, as I know it right now, those elements of individuals who were greedy were more blips in our ancient, hear that part, in our ancient traditional history than, than with Europe. Now, if we move it up to modern times, then yeah, we could talk about the greed aspect, but then we have to add in the fact of colonization. We have to add in the fact that European reality is has been on has not left the continent since the 1440s. And so they've had that long of a time to to get their ideas and their reality in place in large segments of the continent. It still ain't everywhere. Thank Ra. It's not everywhere in the continent. But especially in the cities, I think folks who have been there and who are living there now would concur that definitely in the cities that greed is is a major factor. Um, In most, probably all aspects of every country on the continent, government-wise, greed is an issue. Um, But again, they have deviated from the traditional and ancient checks and balances that, that were naturally built into the system. Um, um, to steer away from that, and so and so, while greed is a a human failing, it has been exacerbated ad infinitum, to use a damn Latin term, infinitely, <laughs> based on the present reality and based on the folks that are running stuff all over the world right now, and so we have to do extra to check it. Just because it's a human thing, but then we also have to check it based on you get rewarded for it in this society um, that's ran by our enemies. So this greed piece is is very big, and 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 we have to always be on alert to to check it. Hey, hold up! Thanks for joining, man. Number nine, truthfulness anticipates trust which together forms key forms the key component of the bond among family community and nation truthfulness is the basis of personal and collective integrity and then to tie that tie well should an activity require a non-truth it must be avoided it yeah Truthfulness is the foundation of respect and honor. So that's 9, 10, and 11. 
I, I'll speak to them all, but then I want to add a little asterisk on number 10 in a minute. But so those three are focused on truthfulness and being true. When I listen to a lot of these blog talk shows, and when I'm talking with folks, I'm not always on the computer, y'all. <laughs> I just critique that, so I, I don't want to do it. Um, when I'm actually physically talking with folks, it 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 sometimes amazes me that when you get folks down to right on whatever it is that you're talking about. In uh, in 90% of the cases, instead of them saying, all right, you know what, you got me, that's that's true, um, let, let, let me take that, let me take what you just said and go back and play with it in my head, let me reassess my position on it and get back with you, whatever. Instead of doing that, ego kicks in. And then either they they create totally fallacious arguments that that that's that was off of the main topic, and then you get caught on this side topic issue, and you never get back to the main topic because they did that deliberately to get you on the side topic because you caught the ass on the main topic, so they create a side topic to change the flow of the discussion. That can happen, or. They start getting belligerent. <laughs> they start wanting to kill you and your mama and your family and your dog. Instead of just saying, all right, that's a valid point. All right, I never thought of it that way. All right, I was wrong in that. A whole bunch of other stuff kicks into play. And and brother Holip, he's in the chat room now, and and um, he he has devised what he calls the code of ethics 101, conflict resolution suggestion, a 72-hour rule. If somebody dis if somebody disses you on blog talk or even face to face, take some time away from the situation. Move away from the situation first so so you can calm the emotional piece down. After that's happened, try your hardest to contact the person who you feel wronged you directly. And then third, hopefully get other people who you trust involved to mediate the situation. And then he hey he has some more to it, and and he put um, the YouTube link in there where he's talking about it, but but that's that's just one idea and aspect because I hear this too much, especially in in our rooms, in the rooms that that are called pro-black and nationalist and African-centered and all that sort of stuff. If if somebody trip you up. And and hits you with a point or some some reasoning or whatever that you're not familiar with, folks don't want to take a set back. It, it, it's a blow to their personal ego, and they want to come swinging and take it gangster. Another thing that I'm 
um, that um, Taj brought up on one of his shows. And and Brother Holup brought it up, too. Most of the time, well, no, no, let me say it this way. All of the time, we need to be about critiquing the idea of the individual, squashing the wrong idea of the individual, and not direct personal attacks on said person. And and too many folks do not see and do not make that distinction. And ever since I learned about that distinction some years ago, I try really, really hard to make sure that, that the person can see that I'm critiquing and going in on this flawed idea. I don't know you as a person, so I'm not calling you an idiot. I am saying that that is an idiotic idea. And it may sound like a semantic play, word play, but one is directly, um, oh, what's the word? One is directly besmirching, <laughs> use those college terms. One is directly attacking the person, and the other is attacking a flawed idea. And now, I debate with folks all the time, and, and I'm sure some of y'all others do too, and we all have to work on that. I, I, I definitely don't get it right all the time. And if they and if we've been going on for a while and they just keep on saying crazy stuff, then <laughs> some other stuff may – now, let me say it this way. For me, if it'll take a minute if they keep attacking me, the individual – you know, saying stuff, but after what the energy that you give me is the energy I give back, and I know that I need to work on that because that's not always the right way to do stuff. Um, you should always, you know, try to maintain a, a particular center and 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 calm when you're doing certain stuff. But I can tell when someone is is jumping on the ideas I'm talking about when they're trying to jump on me. And if they keep, keep, keep on jumping on me, then I'm on I'm on fire back. And so that's, again, like I said at the beginning, I ain't got all 24 of these down myself. And that that's one of my issues that I am working on. Um, but, again, I don't know if any of us got all 24 down, so all of us can be working on all of them to um, – um, it's a process of becoming, you know. But but truthfulness anticipates trust, which together forms the key component of the bond among family, community, and nation. Truthfulness is the basis of personal and collective integrity. Now, they say number 10, should any activity require a non-truth, it must be avoided. I put an asterisk by that. And um Okay, I think I'm back. No. Yes. 
Am I back? Can y'all hear me in the chat room? Okay. Yeah. Okay, it's back on. Wow, that was... Ah! Uh, is there a conspiracy? Do, do I just have a bad internet connection today, or is there a conspiracy not to get this show out? Should any truth, should any activity require a non-truth, it must be avoided. I put an asterisk there because if a family member or a good friend runs into the house and they, they hide me, and I hide them, and I don't even know what's going on, but I hide them, and then some cops, especially if the pig come. Or some folks coming saying we about to kill person X. I'm lying. Point blank. I'm lying. And I I don't think that's un <laughs> I don't think that's un African. None of that. Um now after they leave, you know, we're gonna have a discussion to be like, okay, why you run in here, what's going on and all that sort of stuff. Um Okay, so 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 yeah, you're on Skype too, because I've noticed every time I drop, you drop, and so um, at first I was just thinking it was my computer, but if if that's true, then maybe there is something going on with Skype, and or maybe there is a larger conspiracy here. But anyway, um. But, yeah, I I do think, especially in the environment that we're in, that that, that there needs to be an asterisk next to that one. Um, As as we know, especially from – as we know from um, African philosophy, is that we – Explain. So I don't have the book actually in front of me. But um, brother, associate African spirituality versus the African um, between African reality and European reality. He made a point to say that um, the European reality, in in relation to the commandments, you have a strict, rigid. Um, document that is that is the same for all times that's supposed to be applied to everyone exactly the same. Within African context, however, he the fact to when you deal with the old dude in with the con, it just the the, the 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 divinational system and getting a reading in almost any African system. Two people can ask the exact same question and get two different answers. The African system is more based on um, case by case, um, time and space type of. Um, deliberation of what's going on. So I you and I can read the same old do. Or let me say it this way. You and I can read the same old reading. 
if we were getting a reading from Yifah, but how we were to go and um, implement it could be two totally different things. You may have a taboo in your line that I don't have, so you can't do certain things that I can since I don't have that taboo, but we got the same Odoo reading. So with, within the African way, we don't have a set of rigid laws that, that, that are applied to every particular person the exact same way all the time. It's always done by case-by-case basis. Especially in the context that we're in today. Um, line to Caucasoids. We get pass on that. Pretty much everyone that's in the chat room for now. <laughs> Caucasoids don't really know who you are, because I know they don't know who I am, and it's supposed to be that way. We are European jobs. European jobs, and we have to do certain things on these European jobs and be certain things on these European jobs. And um, so we really are, and that's not what we really are about. But since we don't control our environment right now, we have to do certain things. And so we will then. Either not say certain things to Caucasoids when they say certain stupid things, or we have we have to fluctuate between our, our, our real African names and our uh, and we will tell them our African names. You know, it, it now now I think within a Fihakra, within an African space. Um, around folks of a similar mindset within family, a strong African community, then I would say um, if an activity requires a non-truth, it should be avoided. Uh, but especially outside of the outside of the community, um, I would say it would be case by case. Um, I, 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 I'm telling you because work with folks to create this that's going to bring you reality. <laughs> you know, so I'm going to and tell them something else so they'll leave me alone and keep doing what I need to do. Um, so I put asterisk by that. Um, we really shouldn't be blind to each other um, within, within our righteous communities, things like that. Um, but outside of those concepts, I think it should be looked at at least by case to case basis. And then, of course, truthfulness is the foundation of respect and honor. Um, now, with these breakups and everything, we're going to keep going time. And as we got about 13 minutes left. Now, I'm going to let y'all know here's the bad thing. We go to the overtime. Make sure to call in seven six zero four five.
1-800-646-8411 if you want to continue with the discussion. By being on Skype, or actually, I think just in over time period when you can't listen on the computer and you're just listening on the phone, if the call drops on my end, if, no, if the call drops, that's it. Now, I think some of y'all have experienced that as well. If you, if you call in and get in before a live stream goes off and so you're on if call drops, you can't call back in. It's done. It's the same with the host in overtime as well. So if the call drops, um, when we go in next, we go into the overtime, that will be it. And what I must do is finish it up. Because I don't necessarily think we would need part two A. Well, I mean, I can get with the full form in that, but I'm going to do another show just for the next. But just give y'all a heads up, just just so y'all know. But, um, but like I say, we got about 12 minutes left, so we're going to keep going. Number 12. Compassion for those less fortunate than ourselves or those who may be vulnerable is required those who have to the balance and reciprocity that is made by Makamana deities and ancestors. Compassion issues from the heart and must be tempered by reason. The last part of that was the key in Compassion must be compassion issues from the heart and it must be tempered by reason. We tend to it's okay. And and we're supposed to we 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 are we're feeling beings and so you, you you see someone who is being wronged or has been wronged and and an outpouring um comes from you to want to help you know said person, said individual or said community if it's a, if it's like it's not a hit more. And so compassion is a requirement and, and we should have that compassionate nature. But it has to be tempered by reason. Don't give all your money and give all your to a cause, an issue. That's outside of you and that's outside of us. You can spend some of your money and some of your time helping you know, downtrodden animals here or downtrodden other just that hit with nuclear explosion or whatnot. But if you're giving all of your time, all of your energy to that, then how much time are you giving to time energy are you giving to 
um, African causes that are still going on. Some other events and issues can be fixed over time. What we've been going through has been going on for the last four years. Straight with the break. And so um, I, I'm going to cross and forget everybody else focused on what we focus on. I'm not saying the key word was don't all uh, time, all energies in, in, in worthwhile causes and issues that are outside of. Do some of it. Make sure that some of the other stuff, some of the other time and energy um, is definitely being spent um, compassionately with issues of with issues of your African community and African nation. That's thirteen. It's eight minutes. Integrity is the measure of character. It finds strength, diamondism, and trustworthiness, and in righteous and principled thought and behavior. It is grounded in the wisdom of the elders, ancestors, and deities. It is sustained by the pursuit of truth and the demand for justice. 87% of folks' blog talk shows have no integrity whatsoever, period. There, I said it. They don't. It's about them. It's about their ego. It's about uh, fly ideas. Um and then wanting to beat those flawed ideas into it. It's not a passion pursuit of truth. Uh, it's a way to um, side the truth and, and, and have truths clothed in their wrong ideologies. It is the measure of character. Finds the strength and diamondism in trustworthiness and in righteous and principled behavior. It's grounded in the wisdom of the elders, the ancestors, the deities. No, here's something that just hit me this week. None of these other fringe groups that are in existence today, none of them, challenge me on this, I dare you. None of these other fringe groups have elders older than ours. The wisdom that is held in the bush of Dogon, Dogon society, in the in the in the backwoods of, of Shona society, in the backwoods of of Chua society, in the backwoods of the Koi Koi those elders and the wisdom that they have is some of the oldest, it's the oldest on the planet. These Hebrew Israelite cats, their elders just came on the scene. These Moor cats that just came on the scene, their elders knew, comparatively. Um, Christians, Muslims, space Christians, all of them, their elders. And, and and their elder wisdom are all, put them all together, they're new compared to 
the elder wisdom of the Dogon people, of the Shona people, of 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 of, of the Akan and of the Yoruba people. And so I'm bringing that up to again to give a little bit more strength to the African worldview and to get people to come home to it. And and within these collection of shows rally around this particular wisdom because it's the oldest wisdom on the planet. It was put here for us to continue to learn from and to live and to um, modify based on the time frame that we're in, but not deviate from. Not all this new stuff that just came on the planet maybe 1,000, 2,000 years ago. We are African people. We were the first people on the planet and the only people on the planet according to Shankar Tejot, for 110,000 years. And while some of us migrated out voluntarily to populate the rest of the world, the majority of us stayed home. And it's that wisdom that all of us can tap into, modernize without westernizing, and use for 2011-2012 Gregorian calendar. So on that note, I will, well, we got three minutes. Um, Three minutes and we've got ten more to go through. So like I said, there will be overtime. So for folks who would like to continue listening, please call in, (coughs) excuse me, 760-454-1111. Um, we will get through these 10 tonight, hopefully, and y'all may have done if Skype don't drop. And then the last, then we will have two more areas left, and we may, hmm, <laughs> the last two areas will be reafricanization, personal collective healing, transformation and development. And then the last one, nation building, national sovereignty, and the war of irreconcilable cultural realities. Um, So I don't think I'm doing that next week. So I'm going to tentatively say that we'll try to get um, all 27, 29 of those points in in next week's three hour, two hours on live stream and one hour overtime show um, but it, it I'll try to again I'm not rushing through this because all of these comprehensively are standards to be an African and are things that we need to do that we need to do to um, move us forward and being the best that we can be and in creating the best that we can create so, I rambled enough. So, if you want to continue to be part of the live discussion, 760-454-1111. We've got about a minute and a half left. So, I will <clears throat> Yep. So, I will um play the closing and then 
come back after the break. Uh, Madasi for everyone support and continued support. Um, tell your friends about the show. Make copies of the show. Um, listen to it. Put it on CD. Listen to it when you're not at your computer. Put it on MP3 player. Listen to it. Stuff. Abibi Fahodier, Total African Liberation, Yabedi Enconim, We Will Be Victorious. I'll play the closing, and we will come back after afterwards. of European control works is that you have to accept a concept of reality which makes them superior. If you deny that, their thing will not work and they will lose their control. All right. We are back. Africa's reascension. Your host, Kamal McCasey Dehudi. We shall continue. Point 14. Now, again, for everyone who is listening live um, or who get it in the archives, make sure you go to the show page, click the link. There's a Google Doc document there. That's what I'm reading from. Um, the Inyame and Sheshe paradigm, what I call standards of being African. We're going through all of these points within how many show, however many shows that it takes, because too too many folks are labeling things and actions as being African when they're really not. And so, um, this this these sets of show this set of shows is to lay out stuff to now give you the um, cognitive apparatus, to use those big words again, to be able to look at something and differentiate if it falls into an African understanding of reality or if it doesn't. If a behavior falls into uh, ancient traditional African behaviorisms, that will help us or some type of behaviorism that will hurt us. Fourteen, generosity is a companion to compassion. Generosity is to give earnestly of oneself. This generosity supersedes quantification, and it originates in the capacity to connect with and know others in a way that transcends the material. It is an expression of a concern for order and justice. And again, they should have added, this must be tempered by reason. Um, I've seen a lot of people who have um, given a lot, if you will, to pro-black nationalist organizations, but said leadership or said hierarchy within the organization was not coming from an African behavioral setting 
And so said individual gets burned out. Said individual gets used. Um, said individual, their generosity is seen as a sign of weakness. Just a whole bunch of stuff. And so there there are so many well-meaning people who who used to be in movements but got burned out or got used by non-well-meaning people who are in the hierarchy of said organization. And so, again, that definitely has to be tempered with reason. But if you, if, if you are the head of an organization and you get one of those particular types of people who are very, very generous, who have the time to give, who have money or other resources to give, you want to cherish that person and protect that person because if you've been in any type of organization, you know how rare those type of people are. <laughs> and and you don't want to abuse and misuse them. Um, ideally, you want to create an organization that, that, that fosters that type of behavior where everyone will be generous because they know and they trust and they have compassion for the other folks in the organization and for the larger mission. And so your particular organization, whether it's individuals or whether it's networks of families, you should be 